Merry Christmas. The scripture this, eve- this afternoon is Matthew 1, 18 through chapter 2, 2. It is in your pew Bible on page 783. Now, the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother, Mary, had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband, Joseph, being a, rel- a righteous man, and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son, and he named him Jesus. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we have observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. This is the word of God for the people of God. Okay. For how many of you is this not your first Christmas candlelight service? How many of you have been to a candle anywhere, anywhere, a candlelight service before? Yeah, my guess was we had some veterans in here of this experience. And, and I love candlelight services. It's one of my favorite services of the year. But one of the things I think is interesting about these services is that we come together every year and tell the same story. And don't get me wrong, it's a great story. Baby born in a barn, Mary, Joseph, wise men, shepherds, great story. But one of the things I worry about as a pastor, because it's my job to worry about stuff like this, is even though we've heard the story and could tell the story to one another, even though we've heard the story, do we really understand what Christmas is about? Why did God... Give us this gift of Christ. What is the point? Now, the good news is I have a theory. I think after God created fruitcake, God tasted it and said, this stuff's terrible. Nobody's ever going to eat it. I need a marketing technique. Bada bing, Christmas. People laughed about like that last service too. I, I'm working. I was thinking of a couple of, of different jokes. Uh, as the fruitcake joke was the best I had. I'm sorry. So, Seriously, what? Why? What's the point of the baby and the barn and the shepherds and the wise men? What? What is the point? Well, tonight my hope is that we're going to walk from this place after this really short sermon with one sense, one clear understanding of the point of Christmas. And, and to do that, I'm going to use the help of, of some really cool things that, stories that I, I found, and we're going to, we're going to see three very short videos, like a minute or less each, and, and we're going to see these in hopes 
of better understanding Christmas. So let's roll this first video. This guy is 60 years old, and his entire life, he's been colorblind until his family buys him these glasses that let him see color for the first time. Watch what happens. Can you see color? It's so blue. What color is that? That's blue. <laughs> Go give Papa a hug, babe. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming, he said. I, I love that. You know, it took him a moment. It took him a moment to realize what was happening. It took a moment, but it was overwhelming. Okay, there's, there's a second one I want to show you. Let's go ahead and roll that one. So uh, this little girl right here was born deaf. And uh, not long ago, she had a cochlear implant surgery. They, they implanted a, co- a cochlear device in, in her ear. And, uh, and this is, she's about to hear for the very first time in her life. Watch. It's pretty. Okay, so we're going to play some sounds through the implant. You guys will hear... Through the computer, and, and just watch her reaction. Okay. Yeah. Okay, here we go. This is the one that we did with Landon. Every time he yeah, smiled, yeah, that was the best. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> She's smiley. <laughs> She's like touching her like, wait, it came from here. Is someone taking a video? Yes. yes. Okay. It's video and I'm just taking pictures. So this this last one is is my favorite. This is the last one we're gonna look at. But this last one is a, a video of a young lady who was in a car accident and uh, was paralyzed by the car accident. She spent weeks and weeks in the hospital. And while she was in the hospital, uh, one of her nurses became not only a friend and a caregiver, but also a spiritual director and advisor to her. Well, the young lady was released from the hospital into a long-term care facility where she did physical therapy and. This is what happened when the nurse and her patient were reunited. Watch this. No, I was stuck on the elevator. I heard. She's waiting for you right there because she was waiting for you. Thank you. You're looking for me. See it. Oh, man. 
I love it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I've been praying for you. Now, these are sweet videos. They are. But you might be sitting there asking yourself, what in the world does this have to do with Christmas? And the answer is absolutely everything. Let me tell you a story. The Bible tells us that the man who prepared the way for the coming of Jesus was a man named John, John the Baptist. Now, John had lived a prophetic life. He'd made an impact in this world, such an impact that the kingdom of the world didn't appreciate it. And in fact, John had gotten arrested by King Herod. In fact, not only had John been arrested, but John knew he was about to be executed. And as the date of John's death approached, John looked back on his life and he asked a question I think all of us ask. He said, did my life matter? Did what I did, even for the kingdom of God, did it really matter? And so the Bible tells us that John sent a message to Jesus. And the message was simple. It said, are you the one or should we be looking for someone else? And the Bible then says that Jesus sends a messenger back to John with a similarly simple message. Jesus says, go and tell John... The blind see. The deaf hear. The lame are walking. The sick are healed. The dead are alive. Go and tell John there is hope for the poor. The blind see. The deaf hear. The lame walk. What does this have to do with Christmas? Everything, church. Why is it that God sent Jesus? I think God looked out at the world And God saw us blind to the beauty all around us. God saw we were deaf to the symphony of love and joy. God saw us so covered up by our guilt and our fear and our anxiety and our sin that we could barely move and God couldn't stand it anymore. In 1858, Henry David Thoreau published his very famous book, Walden. It's a great story about a man returning to a simpler life. And one of the lasting quotes from Walden is when Henry David Thoreau said, Most of us live lives of quiet desperation. The point of the Jesus story isn't a baby or a barn. It's not even about heaven or hell, though that's important. Like John the Baptist, many of us wonder if our lives matter. We ask God, does my life matter? Has my life, can my life matter? And Jesus is God's answer to that question of whether or not our lives can matter. Jesus Christ did not come so that we could go to heaven at the end. He came so we could taste heaven right now and every single day of our lives. He came to help us see and hear and leap and live. Jesus came because he wanted our lives to consist of more than a daily grind. He wanted us to live centered lives of meaning and purpose. More than just reacting to the crisis of the day. So God sent the child. 
a vulnerable baby, the least auspicious beginning for the world's single greatest gift so we could find hope and light and life. And you know how God does this, by the way? I don't know if you saw what happened in in those videos, if you paid attention to this, if it was the first time you saw them, but it did. It took people a moment to, to realize what was happening to them. And the truth is that God transforms us, but it takes time. God has given us something more than a mundane life of quiet desperation. There is more to the world than that, but it takes time. And it often takes Christian community. That's how God changes us. That's how God helps us to see and hear and leap and live over time in Christian community. Have you ever thought about the fact that the moment Christ was born, he started building community? The moment he was born, he drew the shepherds first to himself, the lowliest in his community. And then, after that, the wise men, some of the wealthiest in the world, telling us that God came to bring light and hope and life to everyone across the spectrum. Why did Christ come? Christ came to give us life. How does that happen slowly in the context of Christian community? God gives us life when we worship together. God gives us life when we join together with other people and study the scripture. In fact, when we take those moments to join with other people in study of scripture in that small group connection, when we do it right, We become vulnerable. We take off the masks that we wear for everybody else and we start to see each other for who we are and in those moments, real transformation happens. God gives us new life as we serve the world. So, one of the things I want to say to you now is this. If you're not in a Bible-believing, teaching church, Get in one. At least get in a Bible study. Do it. Don't leave here tonight living a life of quiet desperation. I don't even care if it's this church. You can go to Mount Ararat. (laughs) Though I just want to point out that my buddy Todd isn't as tall as I am. So if you're looking for height, we got that here at Ebenezer Church, right? Get in Christian community. Why? Because the living God came that we could have abundant, beautiful life. But the transformation takes time. It takes Christian community. So get in one. Anything can happen. Anything can happen because Jesus Christ was born and we live in a world where the blind see and the deaf hear. We live in a world where the lame can leap for joy. Jesus said so and it's on YouTube. Do not leave here tonight with a life of quiet desperation. What a waste that would be. Jesus Christ came to the world so we could start living. That's why God chose the star to lead the wise men to Bethlehem. It's an eternal reminder that when we stand in the sea of darkness, light has come. The blind see. The deaf hear. The lame Walk, the sick are healed, the dead live, the hope has come to the poor. Because light broke into darkness, and the darkness will never overcome it. Amen.
Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you. We thank you for that beautiful, vulnerable child. We thank you for the the willing mother and the terrified father. We thank you for shepherds and wise men. We thank you for the curious place, a barn, a, a cave. What a wonderful story, but more so, we thank you for the meaning behind it. You saw people walking in darkness, and you came to be our light. Help us, O God, to leave behind this night our lives of quiet desperation, to take steps together in Christian community towards the abundant life you've called us to. In short, from this day forward, may our lives never be the same. Because Christ has come. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.